When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the Tate and Todd Washington Commander podcast brought to you by Fansided. Todd, we are 0-1, one week in, heading into week two of the preseason. How are you feeling? That was probably the most fun and exciting preseason game I remember watching. Maybe I just don't remember, but I really don't care that they lost, don't care about the outcome of preseason games, more looking just for individual performance. And we saw some good stuff. We saw some negatives, but we saw some good. And it was an exciting game. That's the one thing. If a preseason game can like come down to the wire, it can be entertaining. And it did. So it was a lot of fun. I'm feeling great. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling Super Bowl, but I'm, I'm feeling excited. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. I think from start to finish, that was like the most I've ever been tuned in. Right, right, game. right. It felt uh, like regular season. <laughs> it really did. It really did. I yeah. guess it's because of Saturday, one o'clock, maybe. The 1 yeah, o'clock, that was weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. so weird. I think so. I love, I love how Ron has built this team. It keeps it exciting throughout all the quarters. You, I mean, the second quarter you had somebody to look at. Third quarter you had Sam Howard quarterback. You had Patterson. Yeah. You had the O line. It was so many guys to look at. Uh, Stephen Parker, man, it was. I can't wait to get yeah. into it. Yeah, so I figure we can. Do you want to go by position group, kind of? Do you want to go by, like, first string, second string, third string? How do you want to do this? Let's go position group. Okay. Let's just start with the quarterbacks. Let's just get it out the way. Carson Wentz, first thoughts. Love it. Um, Would you give him – let's do – let's do – let's do – would you give him a passing grade or a failing grade? Passing grade for sure. A couple things I noticed that I really loved is how how – the, the past, I guess it was a comeback to Terry. Um, beautiful. Gave him some time yeah. to move, get out there, you know, and, and make the play. Right. Uh, truck the guy. Um, also, I love the fact that, uh, I don't know if you saw the trips. I know we'll go over a film uh, later on this week. But mm-hmm. it was uh, maybe rather the first series where he goes uh, split. It's triple, trips on the left side. And then you have Armani Rogers on the right. And you can, t- I don't think the play was originated for or Armand. supposed to go to. It was the to third, the, you're talking about the third down play? Yeah, the third down play. I don't yeah. know if it was supposed to go to him, but the fact that he put it, he gave his uh, receiver the tight end opportunity. And it was a pretty, yeah. I mean, maybe you could have got. A, a, it was, it was a good, it was a good ball. Yeah. I mean, you could have got a pass interference there, maybe, but we've haven't, yeah. have not had a quarterback. Shh. That could do that in a while, so I, yeah. I, I'm 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 impressed with wins. 
Yeah, I would definitely give him a passing grade. He was 10 for 13. Um, Underthrew, you know, uh, McLaurin on that one. Uh, the other incompletion was to Hodges across the middle. He just got hit right away. And then the last one was the um, – there was another shot downfield. Oh, it was the one to Armani Rodgers that we talked about. But overall, I mean, he was efficient. And he missed Dotson. Yeah, but that was a it didn't it didn't count the stat line just because okay. of the uh penalty. Yeah. But um yeah, and then that one kind of seemed it seemed like it was just a placement and timing kind of sort of thing. Almost had a touchdown, was like an inch away from having a touchdown to Curtis Hodges, but you know, overall looked in control, right? Got the ball, people, you know, talk about his his just inability to, to just take the layup and the check down, but I mean Armani Rogers had three catches. Right, and then you had McKissick and and Brian Robinson. So he showed an ability to do that, but then he also showed that he's going to take shots downfield because in fourteen, technically fourteen attempts, three of them were uh, downfield shots. So I thought he looked control. I thought he looked in control. I liked what I saw, and you could just you could just see the flick of the wrist without easily the ball comes off his hand. So I thought that was great. We probably don't need to touch on Heineke much, right? Uh, I'm fine with jumping to Hal. Yeah. How would you give passing or failing? Passing. Um, my reason is I'm I'm a little conflicted because I'm like, did he show enough with the passing? I think he did, but I'm just guarding myself. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I right? He did a great job. He passed in my books, but I was just a little. I want to see a little bit more passing ones. I know he got out of one and created a play on his own, but I mean, the, the first play he did a quick out gave the receiver some time to run. I think it may have been Erickson or Milne. Um, some time to run. It was Milne. It was Milne. Yeah. So I Milne, um, yeah. I, he, he passed in my books. I, I like what he showed. I just want to see a little bit more from the past. I know he can run. I mean, I said, I saw that yeah. in college. So right, um, right. to see that translate in the NFL, see him get a, get two touchdowns. That was pretty cool. But I want to see a little bit more passing this next game. I hopefully gets the whole second half. Yeah. I would say the thing that stood out from the very first play with Hal is that he, he looked in control. He didn't look panicked or rushed he looked like he wasn't playing taking his first ever snap at the professional level mm-hmm. he looked like the guy who had started three years in college and and played at a high level you know most of that time and i mean even you know i mean it was just it's carson wentz is you know known for his arm but the way that the ball comes off of Hal's hand is crazy <laughs> that throw to milne on the bootleg where milne ran up field and got some yards I mean, it was only like a maybe eight yard, ten yard throw. Yeah. It looked like it was going in the dirt because it looked like he just threw it straight, and then it landed like right in Milne's chest, and it's just crazy the arm. And then the same on the two digs, the two routes over the middle on the scoring drive, where it, it's oh, like the ball just ended up on the receiver's chest. Um, he can get the ball downfield easily. The one to Harmon that was dropped that possibly should have been a touchdown right if he holds on to it so i think more than anything it's just the way the the zip on the ball is crazy day and then in terms of pocket and presence he seems comfortable in the pocket he doesn't he doesn't panic to leave the pocket he stays in the pocket and then he'll leave the pocket once he's kind of gone through his progressions and whatnot i mean you know and this is obviously a guy who's a long way to go but just in first impression i test he looked like a guy who was who was comfortable, who was in control, and it's almost like he's too willing to stay in the pocket because he took a couple sacks where he's just in the pocket looking to throw the ball and ends up getting sacked. But he doesn't look panicked, and I really like the off schedule ability, which is like we know he can move, 
and we know he can do it, but it, it wouldn't necessarily be something I'd characterize as his game, but I like that on 3rd and 14, he showed that that he got spun out of the trouble and then kept his eyes up, didn't just take off and run immediately and found a receiver for the big gain on 3rd and 14. So definitely give Howell a passing grade for his first. I, you know, I would love for him to have a passing touchdown, like you said, yeah. but well, touchdowns are touchdowns. He did, exactly, yeah. I'm telling you, dude looked in control. He looked in control. Regardless of what he becomes, he was better than a fifth-round p- uh, player. Oh, for sure, for sure. And the, and the thing is, I watched I watched a little bit of Mahomes' first preseason, and I'm not saying there's any similarities at all, but Mahomes showed promise in the preseason, like very good promise. Yeah. And so far, Howell showed promise, you know, so – and you got to think he's going with third, everybody saying, oh, he went against the third stringers and backups. It doesn't matter. They're all some of those third stringers are third year players in the NFL, fourth year yeah. players, you know, so he's going up against grown men. And the fact that he was able I mean, to take out a guy. He's playing with third stringers, too. You see what I'm saying? And he's playing with third stringers. So imagine if he I hope I want him to get some rest with the twos and I want to see him against the second. But I think, man, uh, it's, it's possible that we may have hit. On, and the good thing is. We don't have to see him until next preseason. So he's going to develop and keep developing. Yep. And then the story yep. came out with uh, Zampezi talking about how he wants, how he comes out to practice early. Uh, mm-hmm. He wants to stay after practice. And, I mean, hard work yeah. is going to be rewarded. So Right. And that's the thing. Like, you use the right word, promise. All you want to see is promise at this point right. because we know the odds. We know the odds of a fifth-round quarterback becoming, you know, a franchise player. Right. We know the odds are low. It's not impossible. The odds are just low. But all I want to see is promise. And so when you have him, you know, uh, setting records for first preseason game or, or doing things, not setting records, but doing things in his first preseason season game that haven't been done since Dak Prescott, which was the two, I think, the 150 total yards and two rushing touchdowns. Well, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's a good company. And all we want him to be for now is with in good company and to show promise, and that's what he did. <clears throat> so we can move on to – Running backs, this is, you know, we, I guess we've got really three to touch on. Let's start with the bad news first. Antonio Gibson, last episode I said, and I said it was kind of a hot take that I think Brian Robinson will have more rushing yards. And then today at camp you hear that he's running with the twos and Robinson's with the ones. I mean, you know about the fumble, of course, but it wasn't just the fumble. The fumble was bad. But then you have Brian Robinson coming immediately after that and just look explosive, look the part. And it wasn't just the fumble. He also had another run that he took outside where if he would have been patient and cut up field, it would have been a, a big gain. Uh, he also almost got Wentz uh, uh, strip sack on a fumble, uh, strip sack and pass protection. So overall, I just think it wasn't a good game for Gibson. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you listen to a podcast, you know that I've never been, or as of I guess late, I haven't been super high in Gibson. Didn't do anything to help that. So, I mean, it's easy that he gets a failing grade. Right. Yeah, fa- failing for me. Um, what was cool was Ron put him back in there in the second with the second string guys. Like, yeah, I don't care if not saying I don't care if you get hurt, but at this point, bro, you, it's not about getting hurt. You gotta you gotta perform. And Ron said, right. best, you know, when he sticks his foot in the ground and goes forward, he he's pretty good. I think right. I just think he wants to hit the home run every single play. And that's not that's not what we need, you know. Every yeah. every play, we're we're trying to score every play. I heard someone say we're trying to score every play, but you have to know what to take and what the, every every play is a position. Put yourself in position to score at the end, uh, at the end of the drive. But um, yeah, Gibson, um, he's he's in trouble, man. And um, I'm sorry, but 
uh, I can't. Me and you talked about it. You know, as soon as, as soon as he fumbled, you know, I, I talked. I called you and I said, what, yeah. "What point can you trust Gibson? I mean, right. we kick the ball off, we get the ball at twenty-five yard line. Can you trust him right there to put? Because then that exactly I mean, he's done this time and time again. So right, um, the trust factor uh, preseason. I think I'm out on Gibbs. It's a failing grade, but I'll give him one more chance. Hopefully this could be a wake-up call, the fact that it happened in the preseason early enough to kind of get his mindset yeah. going. Like, all right, look, we have a guy we drafted in the third round that if you don't produce, he's coming, and we're not afraid to stop yeah. him. So. Right, and I mean, you know, Gibson was a third-rounder. Robinson was a third-rounder, so it's not like, you know, Gibson was yeah. top-five pick where it has to work. No. And, and, and Rivera was, you know, he – he was clearly he sounded frustrated when he was saying what he was saying about Gibson, you know, and so I, the, you draft a running back in the third round for a reason. At the end of the day, you know, so Gibson had to have known he can't really afford to continue to make these mistakes, and then he did. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Antonio Gibson, I, and, and we've talked about in the past. You kind of see his body language after these things happen. Like obviously, it's extremely frustrating. But the body language kind of just makes it worse where, you know, you're hanging your head. and, um, Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, like you said, can you trust him? If it's, you know, if you're receiving the ball, it's a, you're trying to go four-minute drill. You know, with six minutes left in the game, you're trying to run the clock. I know he's done it before. We've seen him do it. But the more he fumbles, the less you can trust him. So, and then if there was – yeah. At this point, I trust Jonathan Williams and Jerry Patterson more than I trust him. Honestly. I mean, yeah, because it's almost like I trust the unknown even more than exactly. I trust the known. But also, those guys are running backs. Jerry Patterson's, you know, through and through. Brian Robinson, running backs, through and through. So, it's there's just something about the way they can hold the ball and, and, and know. And then, uh, on top of that, you know, defensive players know. We can get that ball out of there. You know, this is a guy who fumbles. Antonio Gibson had the most fumbles of any player outside of quarterbacks. So we know we can get the ball out of there. That's why they're punching the ball out because they know that they can. It's a focus at this point. <clears throat> Brian Robinson, it's not so much a focus if you don't know he'll do it. You know, Derrick Henry, they're not focused on punching the ball out. But with Rob, Antonio Gibson, hey, this guy will give us the ball. We just got to get it. So, And we haven't really seen him change the way he holds the ball, which is frustrating. <clears throat> On the flip side, Brian Robinson, passing, of course. I mean, 6 for 26, two catches for 15 yards, but it was more of what he looked like in those eight touches. He just looked like an explosive downhill runner. It looked like he's not going to get tackled if you go for his ankles. It looks like, you know, he, he he's going to always fall forward. And he looks like he's going to hold on to the ball tight. So, I, Brian Robinson definitely passing grade. He he had like a dead leg move that he did on um on the screen. It was, it was on the screen cast, uh the screen catch. It was it was impressive stuff. I I think that Gibson out of college was the more explosive athlete, but I think Brian Robinson is the better running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Robinson passed for me. Um, <laughs> I was joking with someone. I said, you know, uh, Alabama running back is someone you don't want to be over the depth chart of, over in a sense. Like you don't wanna, <laughs> like you're, right. Like you don't want a, a running back behind you from Alabama. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. And, exactly. and Brian yeah. Robinson, he, he's from the cough where, you know, it took him a while to get to where he was. You know, you think about the right. running backs, he, he was behind, you know, Damian Harris, uh, a couple other guys. You Najee know, just, Harris, right? Najee Harris, yeah, Najee yeah, Harris. Yeah. Najee, Najee Harris. And um, it's just, I mean, what are you going to do? So, uh, yeah. Brian Robinson Jr., um, I think he, he's not he's not content with being I think a he's back running back one, player. no. 
Yeah, no, he's not. He's he running back, back one. He, he's RB one. He he's RB one. Like I said, you drafted him in the third round. No, he's not going to give that spot back. He's not going to give it back. <laughs> you drafted him in the third round for a reason, right? right. I mean, so he's going to play, and then the the more Gibson fumbles, the more he's going to play, and he fumbled in his second carry of preseason. I mean, come on now, come on, Tay. That's crazy. A guy you have you have a fumbling issue. You have a fumbling issue. And you fumble on the second carry of the first preseason game. That's just unacceptable. It doesn't matter the circumstances. That just cannot happen. Can't, so can't. and then and then Brian Robinson, he finished it off with the ones. And then you said Gibson's in with the twos, and they're not thinking we need him to stay healthy. No, we're saying, all right, exactly. You're you're running with your unit now. <laughs> yep. And then today yep. at practice. So we'll see week one. I'm I'm curious to see week one who is the first running back starting out on the field behind Carson Wentz, but very well could be Brian Robinson. The, the Robinson, yeah. I love the screen. If you look and see how his pads are leveled, you yeah. didn't think he was going to come and catch that screen. I didn't think he was. Uh, he no. Was just, he was straight like this, and then yep. boom. I boom. Said, yep. he, he, attention to detail. That's the Alabama Yeah, game. no, seriously, yeah. <laughs> the, the way that he can catch the ball and go, there's no wasted movement. And he's obviously not like a, a right. known for his yeah. – you know, receiving skills and all that, but it it's just everything seems quick. It feels like it just in my mind, it feels like Gibson has these hips that just seem to weigh him down. Like he just doesn't it. Like it just seems like he moves slower than he should, and then he did. But Robinson, it, and maybe it's just because Gibson's not used to the weight. But Robinson's been that weight, so he's used oh, to yeah. it. So yeah, um, there there was something I was gonna add. I can't remember what it was, but. <clears throat> Anyway, yeah, Brian Robinson all the way. Oh, oh, the other thing I was going to add, sorry, was just that not just that Gibson ran with the twos, but when the ones were done, Brian Robinson was done. He's the rookie, <laughs> but when the ones were done, he was done. Mathis was playing with the twos, you know. Yeah. The other guys were yeah. playing with the twos. Butler was playing with everyone. But Dotson and Robinson, when the ones were done, their day was over. So that should tell you what you need to know. And when Gibson, when the ones were done, Gibson day started again. And it's not that they didn't have running backs because they could have played any. They could have played Williams, absolutely. They played yep, Patterson. exactly, exactly. And they could have put Gibson right back out there and said, "No, we trust you." They said, "Nope, get him out of there. Put Ribs, okay. put Robinson in." Um, on I don't really have much to say on Williams. Or I think Jonathan Williams has always just looked solid. Like maybe yeah. if he had a chance, he could do a little some. Patterson is Patterson. I would just say quickly on Jaden McKissick. I, I like the twenty three. I like the way it looks on him. Yeah. He looks like bigger. And like even shiftier or something. I like the I like the twenty three. Yeah. Um, he's he's steady Eddie. Did he always passing great. Always passing great. On to wide receiver. Not much to say about you know Terry McLaurin. Terry's Terry. Uh, Dotson didn't get any great looks. There was one zig route he he ran on the third down that went to Armani Rogers. If you look at the top of the screen, he's across the other side of formation and he. Uh, he won. He he was open. So, but other than that, you didn't get to see much from him. Curtis Samuel, and I think Deami Brown would be the main two uh, I want to talk about. Curtis Samuel just he looked healthy, and at the end of the day, that's what matters most. He he, he was he just looked healthy. So I'll give him a passing grade just for looking healthy. Yeah, passing grade, and he even trying to make a tackle on that. Uh... On that on fumble, the fumble, so, uh, fumble. Yeah. yeah. So it showed, yeah. Me, it showed me that he was healthy and wasn't scared to, right. to, to mix it up. First key, first down on that third down, uh, third and yeah, third and three or thirty-four. Maybe. 30, yeah, yeah. And uh, he cut on it. He cut on a dime. He looked like his old self. Cut on a yep, dime. Yep. Looked fast. Looked smooth. Um, yeah. It looked like he's on a motion every single time 
yeah uh, the offense is is on the field like he's always yeah. crossing the formation doing something so always just seeing always that, um passing grade for me i think they're going to be so good with him yeah um deami brown Taylor Heineke tried to kill him <laughs> on one play. I do want to kind of see him, see if he can hold on to that ball better because it was a drop before the contact. But still, uh, other than that, though, I thought, you know, I thought he 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 didn't look bad. He didn't look bad. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I guess I would just say passing. Not much. He had a couple catches, but um, passing. Yeah. As opposed to like Harmon, who I'd say was not passing. <laughs> Yeah, passing for Diami did better than he did la- look better in the preseason than he did last year. So, yeah. um seems like they have him running more different routes and stuff like that and apparently had a good yeah. practice today. They have four catches today in practice, so yeah. um, that's yep. promising. Promising that's what yep. we want to see. And um yeah, I'm I like I like Diami. I like the receiving core. I just hated that pass that Heineke just threw him. Yeah. That, that just made Ooh. me so mad. Like getting him th- like killed. <laughs> <laughs> Getting him killed, um, and then on Milne real quick that throw that Hal threw to him on the on the rollout, he showed some burst I didn't know he had. He caught the ball and he got upfield quick, and I don't know if it was because if he was playing against or what, but he looked faster than what I thought he is. So that's just a little a little thought on Milne, who I think is absolutely a lock to make this roster, like you oh, said. He's wide receiver five. I think Erickson right now is number six. You think he's five? Erickson. You think Camp? I think Cam Sims is seven right now. Wow. Uh, okay. Unless he does well next preseason game or in the last one. Um, I think him and Erickson are battling for six. That's interesting. Because um, I think, didn't Cam Sim get so He was running with the ones, wasn't he? Did he get a couple plays with the ones? Maybe he did, but he didn't look good to me. He didn't stand <laughs> up. He didn't stand uh, I think, I think. I think Sims is five and Millen is six, and then there's maybe a spot for seven. But, I mean, we've seen some surprise cuts. So it wouldn't shock me if Cam Sims did get cut, and I wouldn't be upset. But I do like him on the team. <clears throat> um, and then in terms of tight end, there's not much to say because, for one, Samus Ray is a great story. But <laughs> if you're just hurt all the time and you're already struggling to make the roster, you know. So, yeah, practice squad. Uh, obviously, Bates Turner, Thomas all hurt. Armani Rogers, though, Tay. Armani Rogers. I mean, even before this game, just in practice on that Saturday, he's he's looking the part, and he's been forced to run with the ones, and he hasn't really looked out of place as a receiver specifically. And then in this game, same thing. Another converted quarterback kind of tells you that okay, there's probably. And a heightened understanding of the game because you've seen the game as a quarterback. You've had to understand and process the game as a quarterback. So now you're going to tight end. There's athleticism. He's big. He catches the ball. I'm. I'm. I think he's probably a practice squad guy because I don't see how he gets in front of Turner, Bates, or Thomas. But Thomas is probably not starting the season on the active roster, and therefore he probably is on the roster week one, right? As your tight end three. Yeah, I like the way he looked. I will give him a pass. I think you either trade look to trade him, maybe, or Armani Rogers, or you have to keep him. What? I don't think he's going to make it. You don't think he's going to make it on the practice squad? Yeah, if we cut it, I don't don't think he's going to make it. I think you're going to keep four tight ends and six receivers. That's that's what Mm. I think because the way he's the way he looked, I don't know if they're going to be able to sneak him on the practice squad. (laughs) 
Yeah, and tight end is one of those positions where it's like you really can't find him anywhere yeah, from the first exactly. to undrafted, right? Exactly. So, I, I mean, I kind of I agree. Like I don't think, I don't think that there's any like trade value, but I no, do I think know. that yeah. he may not survive on the practice squad. Yeah. You know, yeah, I remember that story Scott McLuhan told us about Darren Waller and and how the they were trying oh, yeah. to hide him, right? And it's kind of makes you just wonder. I. I think he starts the roster. I think he starts the season on the roster. Hodges, he didn't get to see as much of. I mean, I, he he's looked strong too. He needs a new number forty five. Right, I think Hodges you can get on there, but Armani Rogers is already a name some people are familiar with, and I like the way he looked. He he did not look out of place out there, and he he, he was getting some action. He had four targets out of thirteen attempts, <laughs> and went. You know, he loves his big tight end so. It makes me yeah. think how Cole Turner's going to look with Wentz because yeah, I don't yeah. know. Sir, I don't necessarily know if Turner's more athletic than than Rogers. Than Rogers, maybe maybe not. He's played the position a little longer, only a couple years longer. But so, I mean, we're talking fifth be- round and undrafted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I don't it's it's tough, but <laughs> Rogers has Rogers has looked good for a guy forced to play with the ones yeah, at tight end. Um. Along the offensive line, you know, it's kind of tough to, to gather a lot. Schweitzer is, is Schweitzer. I thought Norwell mostly looked strong, right? Cosme looked strong as well. Oh, yeah. I think Cosme has real potential to be really good at right tackle. But across the board, I thought as a group, as a unit, the offensive line overall was, was stout, was solid. Oh, they did a wonderful job. I mean, Carson had pretty much all day back there. Heineke had a lot Yeah, he had time. time. Howell had a, a lot of time. And those were guys that... Um, I didn't even know what the third the third string of it. They were blocking their behinds off, man. Yeah, they yeah. I know you talked about Chris Paul. Things. Chris Paul. Oh, couple couple guys that stood out to me with is Keith Ishmael. That mm-hmm. man, he played some meaningful snaps last year. He got tore up a couple games, but yep. I just love the overall depth. He's going to be a lock. He should be a lock to make a team. He did a great job uh, replacing uh, Chase Ruye, which I know he'll probably start maybe this week. And then Chris yep. Paul, man, he is stout um he Big. just kept popping up on the field yeah. to me blocks uh physical um i like chris paul i think he's a lot seventh to make the team man the seventh, the seventh. He's, he's, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make the team man he, he's hey i would not be surprised if i mean he's not gonna replace schweitzer but on that right guard but man he he, he did good he, i mean Ron Rivera to... praised him today yeah, I think he definitely makes the roster because he's just so big and imposing. Oh, um, and then he's going from tackle to guard. So, yeah, I do think so. And it kind of probably spells the end for Sadiq Charles, who played, what, like two snaps, you know. And it's the guy who couldn't really stay healthy. But Chris Paul did look solid, right? <clears throat> so that's you love that from your seventh-round pick. Uh, defensively, Jonathan Allen looked like an all-pro player. So, honestly – and it's been said, I think you maybe you don't even have to play him rest of the preseason. Maybe you just you know let Fidari Mathis get those reps with the ones and, and whatnot because you need Jonathan Allen and he he looked good. He could have crushed Baker Mayfield on on one play and I mean he was just getting by. You can't don't try to block Jonathan Allen one on one, right? Um, so I'd give him passing grade. Yeah, pa- passing passing for John Allen. You go overall D line. Yeah, we can go overall. Yeah, I'll give him a pass. I'll give him passing grade. I like Daniel Wise. Overall. I think he's big over that fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that fourth defensive tackle role. Defensive tackle spot, stands yeah. Out, man. He yeah. Always stands out. Had a nasty like spin that. move. Oh man, he's, on his he's, sack. He's solid. He's solid. Yeah. He's really solid, and a lot of people keep sleeping on him, but he's always stood out to me. Even last year, he had a couple games where he just like pop, pop from the field. Uh, Fedarian Mathis, he was stout sometimes in that in that goal line package, and then mm-hmm. uh, when they had to stop the run. He was pretty stout there. I'm interested to see how he does. And Payne looked, Payne looked a little bit more quicker. He mm. looked like he shot up the field more. And uh, yeah, uh, the edge rushers, James Smith Williams, he did. He looked good. I'll give yeah. him a passing grade. And yeah. Montez is always a beast. Yeah, I would say on Sweat because Sweat was going against Iquanu, 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 right? The rookie mm-hmm. tackle from what NC State. NC State. Um, NC State. I think I would have. I would have liked to see more. I would have liked to see him stand out more going against a rookie. It kind of seemed like the rookie was was kind of holding his own some, but first preseason game, so yeah. we obviously shouldn't be getting too high or too low on anything. Right, right, right. It's easier to get higher on stuff. Yeah. Um, linebackers, the main thing that stood out more than anything was I don't think you can throw David Mayo out on the field against a real starting offensive unit and a legitimate quarterback. I just think you can't. I just don't think you can do it. Fail, failing grade. Yeah, <laughs> failing grade. I give him a failing grade. I think D- Davis looked a lot more. Uh, David looked. He looked more decisive. active. Yeah, decisive yeah. is the word. Yep, downhill attacking mm-hmm. for sure. Like he wasn't thinking. And again, he was not playing Mike, so he right. can just attack more now. Right. right. <clears throat> yeah, I thought so, Jamie yeah, Davis I, looked better. I give them a. I give him a failing grade too because I just want to see a little bit more. Hopefully, like I said, this Saturday is going to be huge. It's going to be a great test. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to the the competition is height. You gave up the touchdown, you know. So, which I guess we can just go into the cornerbacks where, right. um, it was it was like a very up and down. Like you had you know Danny Johnson and terrible, and Bos terrible. Bosby whatever Bosby's for I don't know what his first name is, but they were just they were just getting you know, absolutely, like, worked by P.J. Walker and whoever the receiver was across from. It wasn't one receiver. It was whoever was across from him. I mean, there was one play, and I think this one was Bosby, if that's how his name is pronounced. But he's got, you know, it's zone, and he's got help to the inside with the safety, which means he has an outside shade. Then the receiver takes a step inside, and he takes a hard step inside, and the receiver breaks outside, and now he's completely out of position. And it's a big gain, and it's just like, well, that's just bad technique because you know where your help is and you know where you're shading. So you shouldn't be committing to that step inside. You should be waiting for that potential outside break. Um, but then on the flip side, you had a guy like Stephen Parker, right, who's number, what, 16? 16, 16, 16, right? I mean, and he was on the ball. Every time the ball came his way, he was on it. He was he was signed not long ago, but you like what you saw from him. Um and then, is he a corner or was he playing Buffalo? I th- corner. I think he was playing corner. Because okay, he was, yeah. he was around the ball. I thought he was like he was, Buffalo. he was, he, uh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was around the ball a lot, and he was, he was there. Um, I liked, I liked the coverage from William Jackson uh, combo from Co- William Jackson, yeah. Bobby McCain on the deep shot. That was good. It seems like in the past that's something that's touchdown, you know. And then Kendall Fuller um, on the touchdown that he that he was in coverage for. They they switched it off well. More than anything, his position wasn't bad. It was really just a better throw. Yeah. I mean, that he throw was, was put in a spot. Yeah, he, he caught him flat-footed. 
on the crossing route. He was underneath it, so Darnold put it over top, and it was it was a good throw. So, I mean, overall, I'd give the secondary as a whole probably a failing grade, right? Because there was probably more bad than good. But the starting unit didn't concern me. And Steven Parker in the second unit um, – he was all. Over, he was just all over the ball. I don't know if he actually has any chance of making the roster, but if we're going based off of one preseason game, give me Stephen Parker over Danny Johnson. Oh, hands down, hands down. Another guy I liked in the secondary was Derek Force. Oh man, I think he's gonna yeah, be yeah. Good. We'll see. Be good. <laughs> we will I, see. I like, look, he made some. He came down and made some tackles this week. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. And run support. Safety, run support. Yep. Starting a strong safety so far with uh, Cam Curl in the Buffalo. Yep, um, yep. I'm hoping he can produce. Uh, Percy Butler looked fast, man. He, he, he did. He did. Plays where he just stood out, popped on the film as well. So, a uh, secondary, I give a, I give a failing grade as a whole right now. But I think the safeties did better. Um, did better. I like Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain looks like he's latched on, and uh, yeah, I, I, I give him a failing grade. But I like, I like the upside of the secondary as far as the safety prospects mm. and um, I'm not concerned about the safeties I'm more concerned about corners back cornerbacks because if William Jackson yeah. or Ben St. Juice or Kendall one of those three go down we're gonna be in trouble yeah the depth I, is I an don't issue. see anything behind them which which makes me think right. next year's draft if we hit on Carson I think they're definitely gonna go corner next year they have to yeah I agree the depth is an issue um like you said I think Percy Butler Overall, had a strong game. First game um, showed speed, showed an ability to, to to cover over the middle, and then had that pass breakup that you know should have been an interception. Yeah, been. But it was he was in the right spot. It is still a pass deflection. Um, I think run support will be maybe a bigger question for him rather than coverage. But it was it was just such a mixed bag. It's like the bad was just bad. It was like I mean on that right side. Every time that Walker threw it over there, it was a gain. It was like a, an easy gain for the most part. But then you had other situations where guys were over the ball. He had one, Derek Forrest had one play in coverage where he, he can't remember if he took the running back out of the backfield or the tight end uh, breaking on just a quick out route. And he was there. It was just a better throw. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a bad play. So a mixed bag. I'd probably say failing overall, but it's more on the second, second string, the non-starter unit yeah, side. And St. Juice wasn't playing right. Uh, and then on specials, can't, I, I, you know, Joey Sly missing the PAT is that that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But I, 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 let's just let's say that was first kick of the season jitters. Right. right. I'll just say that. And then um, on returns, we didn't see, I think, what kind of as much as we would have liked to see. It was Erickson who started right, mm-hmm. and there was the one punt return where he. He 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 looked for a, a, a few seconds like he was about to break it because he was not going down. He looked yeah, like he was yeah. going to break it, and then he ended up, you know, no gain. Uh, it was a hard-fought zero-yard gain. But overall, not much to see, and Rivera was really frustrated with them taking the ball out at the end and not getting it at least to, what, the 20 or the 25. Right. I think so, he was referring to the – who was that, Mark? Maybe Mark and- 83, who's, who's returning kicks? 83. I, okay, so I think is 86, and I think he started. And then 83, oh, is that McGowan? Yes. I'm be honest, yeah, there yeah. are a number of players on this roster. <laughs> he made me so mad because it was. I felt like he was a little bit selfish on that last kickoff return. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He got nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do something because it's preseason, but it's, you know, you're, you're treating it like real game scenarios, and so, right. yes, and Rivera, that was the first thing you talked about at his press conference. Walked off the field frustrated um, because of that. Um, we didn't touch on like Jeremy Reeves, who was another guy who, you know, he had a, he had a, he had a critical sack, uh, yeah, that was cool. but then he had that critical illegal contact right to get in the first down. Shaka Tony had the face mask. So the frustrating thing about this game was not so much that they lost preseason game because it does not matter, but they lost despite outplaying the other team because of penalties and turnovers. And that's the theme that we are used to. And so that's the concern for me because, you know, if you take away those two penalties, if you take away the turnovers, it's a win. And so come regular season, I'm hoping – we're not talking about the same thing where it was we outplayed him, but penalties and turnovers, we've got to clean that up. So hopefully they get that cleaned up. Obviously, you're, you, these are not all starters playing all the time, although the turnovers were from potential starters. Yes. yes, yes. So overall, what would you? What are your overall feelings on the on the game? Just overall feelings. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I I thought we were better. I mean, it looks like we're better. I give it. I'm gonna give us an overall passing grade uh, for the fact, simple fact that we had no injuries. So that's all. all that's mm, all yeah, that is that's no a great pass. You're right. <laughs> so I'm I'm just thankful for that, and hopefully we can do this this Kansas City game and, and just stay healthy, and that'll probably be the last game really uh, till we see till we see him against the Jag- right. Jaguars week one. Yeah, I imagine the same. I'd say probably. I'd say passing overall. I I kind of knew Hal was gonna make it a game. I don't know why. I just did because he has gamer to him. I think people have forgotten that, but he has that gamer in him. And so they're down twenty to six, and I was kind of like, I think Hal's gonna make this a game, and he did. So just off of that, I'll give him a passing grade because you know it wasn't a boring preseason game. A non-boring preseason game gives you passing grade. <laughs> It was it was actually an enjoyable uh, preseason game to watch. So, uh, like you said, this Chiefs game, I'm I'm really going to be watching the first team defense. Yes, this is more huge than for them I think any unit. Right? Yeah, this is huge for them because if they can come out and stifle this this Chiefs deep this Chiefs offense, this will give them momentum going into the regular season. I believe. Right. But if they come out flat. Get you know fourteen yeah. points. Yeah. has two touchdown drives and then he sits. Right, I'm right. Very concerned. Right, right. Which is possible, you know, for them to just kind of have a couple and then. So and I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about the game. A um, couple other things I wanted to add that I that I just remembered were, uh, I it still frustrates me how it seems like Washington on offense is always the one they just it almost feels like Scott Turner as a unit they all accept that the first series is going to be a three and out you know it just kind of like and then, the, and then the Panthers get the ball and they 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 you know march on the field and then end up in field goal range because of a couple mistakes they made they didn't keep moving but for Washington it just kind of feels like we have to get our obligatory first drive three and out out the way it doesn't feel like there there there's really much attempt to to create explosive plays within that first series within that first couple plays it's just like all right first play we just got to hand the ball off to start. Why? Because that's what we always do. Mm-hmm. Second, we didn't get any. We didn't get any yards because you know we never do. Second play, let's just try to hit something quick so we can get third and short. Why go for the first down here? And then third down, it's just a 
uh, some basic concept that's covered and then you end up punting the ball. And that, I'm kind of frustrated with that because then the Panthers get the ball and then they march down the field and I'm just trying to figure out why why the offense has to start slow and then the other team gets the ball and then now the defense has to start slow and let them move the ball. And sure, you hold them to a field goal, but why can't they go three and out too? Why do we, why do we have to be the ones to go three and out? Frustrated with that. Um, and then it was, you know, it was the second team, but it was a run call after a sack. I think, I think Hal took a sack and I don't know if there's an ideology or a thought process in preseason where maybe you are looking for certain things, but we know that Kurt, uh, that Scott Turner has a pattern of calling running plays on second and long, which is just extremely frustrating. And it was second 14 and he called a run. And regardless of preseason, regardless of which unit is and who you're playing, that's just disgusting to me. I, I don't I don't want you to ever do that in any game. Preseason, regular season, postseason, training camp. What what we don't need to know what a run on second and fourteen looks like because we don't need to call a run on second and fourteen. So that's the overall. I like Scott Turner as a coordinator. I, you know he hasn't had a fair opportunity. I, I feel and I think this is his really his best one. But he has got to stop with the runs on second and long and with the overall predictability of calling those runs. In my opinion, because maybe it's just because I watch him. But I, I just feel like it's so predictable when we're running the ball. And then on second and long, it's like almost a guaranteed third down. Those are my last thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree. It's good to see him on the sideline, though. I do like that. I like him on the sideline instead of in the booth. Like, yeah. get down on the field. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so that so might I, be interesting. But I'm excited for Scott. And, yeah, I agree with that. Uh at first, I'm like, well, they're not game planning, so it's okay if they go three and out. But then the Panthers yeah. aren't game planning either, and they go down. The they're marching down the field. Yeah, exactly. Not an excuse. I want to see, like you said, I exactly start start off, start the game off strong, and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I liked it. I can't. I just I can't wait till Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was cool having the game at one. It was different. Maybe that's what made the energy higher and whatnot, yeah. rather than just the Thursday night game. It was it was cool. I think that did it. And it seemed like at FedEx fans were really into it too. So that's yeah. cool. <clears throat> so um, we'll probably come back at you this week, watch the game back, and then talk about next week's game in another episode. So just the fact that we're talking about football though is just amazing. So Tay, this I mean we've got less than thirty days until week one. We're watching. Week one versus the Jags. So this was a promising start. Hopefully they build off of this next week and we see more promise and not a reason for us to be concerned. And then I'm curious to see next week who's that who's that starting running back? Is it Brian Robinson or is it Gibson? But it might be Robinson. If if, if it is well. Robinson and he goes down there and he does his thing, I don't think it I, I think you rest him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I think he's not playing week three of the preseason and Gibson is at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think Rivera to work on his, Rivera. Fumbling, to work on his fumbling, but it's really big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So we'll be back at it soon. As always, the thank you for is, watching. Thank you for listening. Go ahead. The thing is, right now, and this is it, Robinson yeah. Jr. is way more viable than Gibson. How's that? I just think if if, Gibbs, if Robinson got hurt, we'll be stuck. But I oh, oh gotcha, got hurt, gotcha. I think well, we have Robinson. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, there was even, I mean, talk about a surprise cut. There's no dead cap to lose or, you know, or a, you're a, or a surprise, you know, trading block something. I, I, I'm not saying you need to do that, and I'm, I really don't think that will happen. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem but. with it. But 
But, but we've seen crazier things, I feel like. Maybe not crazier, but we've seen crazy things. So, who knows? Who knows? That would probably speak more to how they feel about, because you don't want, um, you know, McKissick and Robinson are different. Right. And you want, you know, you want another running back who can kind of, I think that would speak more to how they feel about Jarrett Patterson or Jonathan Williams compared to Gibson than, because you don't have to cut a guy just to cut him. He doesn't, you know, but... I don't know. It's a big we'll year for maybe, him, though, because yeah. I, I can't see them paying a, a one that someone who no. I mean, no, 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 it's no, a huge year no. For yeah, I agree. Um, all right, we'll be back at it again later this week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support. Football is back, and so this is all. This is, we're gonna be talking about football for the next four months. Tay, I can't wait. Next yeah, four, no, five, six months. No name change, no quarterback. Right, right, exactly. None, none, no speculation, <laughs> no organization, no, just football. So can't wait. We'll be back soon. Talk to you later. Oh, this is Todd. And this is Tate. We'll talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.